It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's your boy. How to the hope. H is trying to live, trying to exist, trying to stay alive. Stay black. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Talking Tactics. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. If you're on Spotify, remember to give us a follow. If you want to help the podcast out monetarily, remember we do have a Patreon page, which you can look at in the... All of this stuff is in the links. Of the, you, you guys know what it is at this point. Just look in the links. So let's start. We're just going to go... It's the end of the group stage. So, you know, we, we paused for a day. So we should have recorded yesterday and dropped today. But recording today and dropping tomorrow because we wanted to figure out what happened in group F. So we're going to start with group A and we're going to go in alphabetical order. And we're going to end up talking about Germany and France. Italy, three. Turkey, nil. Have hope. What are your thoughts and recollections? Turkey came with a game plan that you may not have liked, but it works for what they're trying to do, which is we're not here to entertain, we're here to win. So many people criticize them for how defensive they were, but if you watched the game, they had good breakaways. You have to credit Italy. Because I'm not sure that the old school Italy would have been able to find a way that that could have easily been like a zero zero if it was old school Italy. So shout out to Mancini and so forth that the team believed in themselves and they just kept plugging away, plugging away, plugging away. And I always knew that once Italy went to goal up, it was going to be very tough for Toki to, to, to get back. I give them credit because I didn't think they'd find a way to break down a super defensive Turkey side. So even if the goal came from an own goal, it was still through them plugging away and always believing and kept on pushing and pushing and pushing. So I think that we will get to know more about Italy, more the deeper it goes through. But it was a nice first test in terms of can you break down a very stubborn and resulting and and, and, and a very tough and stern um, defensive Turkish side, you know. But like um, Del Piero made an interesting point by saying that Turkey in the second half, for some reason, I think maybe because they were felt they were too defensive, their midfield pushed up a bit, bit more, and that space allowed like Immobile, Berardi, and so forth to really and and Barella to really be able to now put more pressure on them. So my thing is that 
maybe they felt guilty that they were too defensive in the first half, but I was like, bro, if it's 0 0, still walking. All you need is just to get a goal from somewhere and you're good. So w- w- Switzerland should not, have, should not have drawn that, that game. No. Like they were the better team and they just went to, to sleep without Kiefer Moore header. I forgot exactly how he scored, but it wasn't Bolo. Because I remember tweeting you like, are you going to reassess your thoughts about Ebola? Uh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> so five years ago, I guess it was, he would have been 19. And he was like really, really hyped. This, this is going to be one of the young players of the tournament, one to watch. Um, and then you watch the games that Switzerland had in the last Euros. And you're like, is this guy even good at football? Like, why is he existing <laughs> on a football pitch? I think he's been – oh, the teams are going to escape my mind. I know one of them's Gladback. That's his team right now. But he was in another team before Gladback in the Bundesliga. And in the first 45 minutes of the game, you could tell, like, the player that people thought – like, this This is what I think he should have been five years ago to justify the hype anyway. But, you know, I look at him now and I'm like, yeah, I see a competent footballer. I don't see, like, he's not. Some people were telling me, oh, I thought he was going to be, like, Mbappe or he had that kind of talent. And I was like, no, nah, I never saw that. But, you know, it's good to where he he can put in a, a good performance, a match-winning performance. It's just that, you know, Wales have a guy who's, like, six foot eight. So, <laughs> um, and they, they pump crosses when they're when they feel desperate. So that happened on Saturday. And then the group B games happened on Saturday. Um, all right. How do I talk about this? We saw someone die on the pitch. Uh in the first well, half. Not, of... not, not die, but it's it's no, where they, they seem hope. to be dead if, for a point. Have have hope. If you need defibrillators and chest compressions, if your heart has stopped, you're technically dead. But he's still alive. So when you say die, it means that no, he died. Dead. He was on the pitch. His heart's he, the 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 Denmark doctor said we lost him for a moment in time. I don't know how to interpret that except death. And then you bring him back because it was just the window of time. But we just we watched it on. I don't know. I have a, a projector that I was watching, but you know we watched it on TV or I don't on your phone or your iPad. It's just like, well, actually, let's 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 start with the the more human element. Is you're like fuck. I wonder how I would have felt if I didn't know who he was you know if it was one of the Denmark players that you're kind of sort of aware of but you know you don't really watch the Danish league or maybe they're in Qatar or someplace like that but for Christian Eriksen who's if you watch football he's a household name you know the name Christian Eriksen Mm. if you watch Premier League he's been in Spurs for seven years he's just won Serie A with Inter Milan like he's the he's Denmark's best player you're going to know who that is. Um, perhaps not casual people just coming into the Euros. I don't know who Christian Eriksen is, but if you're into the sport, you know who that is. It was like, him? You know, it'll be, it's fucked up if it's anybody, but I wonder how I would have felt if it was somebody else. I, ho- I think I would have had the same emotion, just like, wow, this is insane. But when I was like, who is it? And then I, it it clicks. It's it's Ericsson? Oh, like of all people, it's just like wow. And I'm like I'm staring at the wall that I was watching the 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 scene on, and 
I was rattled, man. <laughs> I was fucked up. <laughs> like watching watching that, I was worried that it would happen to me. The nerves and the stress that I had for him, I was worried that like something might happen to me. Like, am I gonna have a heart attack watching someone have a heart attack? Like that was where I'm. That's that's where I, my mind was. And then seeing his teammates. That's, in, that's a bit it's extreme. No, no, no. Like you have to think. I ha- I have slight anxiety issues, and mm. I'm, I'm a hypochondriac. I, I guess would be the correct word. So like. Whenever I see anything like that, my mind just starts racing and racing and racing. So watching that was not good for me, <laughs> but that's that's why I didn't want to start maybe with the selfish angle. But yeah, it wasn't good. So I just I walk I walked out of the room. I walked around the house. I went outside. I was just like, nah, I can't. And what brought me back, like what centered me, was just looking at cars just going down the street. Like wow, things like that happen all the time and life just goes on christian erickson is in the other room fighting for his life meaning like on, on my tv screen and i couldn't i couldn't cope so i had to leave and i just looked at the the cars going down the street and i was like they have no fucking idea they just don't and if it happened to me if i dropped right now the cars would just keep going like <laughs> life just kind of goes on and i was like wow and that just brought me back like and I guess that's where I can bring you in. Like, how did you feel in the moment watching it? Did you understand quickly? Did you need time? And then we can get into should they have played? Um, no, 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 no. Look, at the time it was wild. Like I said, it was wild. Like, I mean, I was like, yeah, it, it, it was hard to watch. You know, just seeing people like cry and seeing them giving CPR and different places. I was like, no, this is just very un- uncomfortable to. To, to watch, you know, so yeah, for me, I was just saying, look, man, just pray, just hope, you know, like no matter what the worst thing could be, just have to just hope because this is just, let's just keep, keep fighting, just hope that the worst doesn't happen because obviously, we obviously know what happened to Mark Vivian Four at the Confederations Cup, you know, um, so yeah, man, it was wild, man, and like, because because my thing was in my mind was, yeah, obviously, this is going to be rescheduled. For at least like maybe next week or some other day, so they just have to just fit it in in some day, you know. But there's no way that these guys can play this game so soon afterwards. Um, so I was shocked when I went onto Google, and then Google Google went from TBD to halftime. I was like, what do, what do you mean by halftime? And then when I was because I think I was doing a preview of the next game. I think it was the Belgium game. I think I was doing a preview of the Belgium game, and then guys on the stream were saying, "Bro." They restarted. I said, like, "What do you mean that they restarted? They're not restarted. No, they're they are re- restarting the game." Wow, this guy just went through a traumatic experience like about an hour ago. How are they restarting the, the, the game? And this now brings us to Peter Schmeichel, who's obviously Casper Schmeichel's dad, and obviously has has the most caps for Denmark in all their history. And he said that no, UEFA are telling fibs that you no, know, they were given three options, which is finish the game. Um. So basically, finish the play the rest of the, of the game on the same day. Come again tomorrow at twelve noon, or forfeit the game and give Finland the the three zero win. And like those are three pretty crazy options. And like I was saying that like surely because the word that went around was Ericsson said that guys it's cool I'm fine he FaceTimed them and then they made the the, the decision. But what's Peter Schmeichel is saying that no they were pressured. 
towards making that decision towards UEFA. So it wasn't something that they freely jumped to have. And now the word we're now getting through our uh, guys are now sort of re- regretting. Because when it happened, I said that, let's just say the players wanted to go through. I would have, as the manager said, I'm making the executive decision. I know you want to play and so forth. We need at least 24. Give us 24 hours. Let's make this happen tomorrow. You know, let's make this happen to tomorrow. So we can easily have the game at the same time as well, at whatever, whatever the game is. You can sort out the TV thing, but through this extraneous circumstances, let's have at least 20, 24 hours for, for this. So you think you know them. You don't, but you think you do. Or you do in like a very superficial kind of way. When I came back and they were still working on him, I was thinking, I don't know him. I know of him, but I don't know him. If you're a teammate or a coach, how do you cope with that? If It's tough for me to watch. And I took it on like a uh, an odd level that I didn't think I would have. But even like the next day, I woke up, I was like, yo, even now when I think about it, I'm just like, bro, like he was on the pitch and they were doing chest compressions and they put the little thing on him and they zapped him and you saw his arm just go like, it's just like, yo, is he dead? But, but, but I think. And I, I don't know him. But, but his I, teammates I th- do. And I they think... were there in the building. What I think How is the key. Play? A key thing was when we had Red Devil on, which was which is what made it put into perspective. Because Red Devil is is a, is a medicine. So yeah. he's a doctor. So for him, it was like he sees this every day or most, most days. And he told us a story where during a marathon, something like that happened, but the lady died. You know, they tried to bring her to life and everything, but the lady died. But he was like, oh, I've got to now put this because he was like, okay, but like I see this, you know, we see this in hospitals and doctors, you know. Yep. But oh, I don't have to put this in the heads of people who don't see this yeah. every day. All to do is the everyday sofa. So okay, so that's why people are doing this. But for him, it's like it's life. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this happens, is what happens. So, so he's resuscitated. They bring him back. They put him on a stretcher, and we see him kind of go out. There, you're still kind of fuzzy, like. Are they playing tricks with us? Like, is he still okay? And they're wheeling him to the ambulance. And then you get, like, the picture of him just, like, holding his head. Like, all right, he's okay. Then these things started coming out of, like, yo, he FaceTimed the team. And he said, I want you guys to play. <sighs> of all the people in the world, Christian Erickson would have been the worst person to make that decision. He doesn't remember. That's that's he was playing football. He wakes up in an ambulance, or maybe he comes to somewhere on the way to the ambulance, or whatever it was. The ten minute gap where he's on the pitch, just knocked out, unconscious, dying. The people who have to deal with that are the conscious. <laughs> he's unconscious. He doesn't know what it's like to watch him almost die or die and then come back. That's just for the general public. Your teammates, again, to my larger point, they know him. They love him. They are his teammates. They've known him for years. He's, you know, I don't know how many caps he has, but everyone there has known of Christian Erickson. For him to say, hey, guys, go play. For him, I think he could probably say that, not having the, maybe the confusion of what happened kind of sort of, but the, the real trauma psychologically, at least for now, is with the conscious. 
Erickson probably has his own battle to come of, I know this thing happened to me. Should I play? Can I, can I run? Can I do exercise? Like that's, that's his personal battle that he has to fight. And, you know, God bless him. But in that immediate moment, the people who are really dealing with psychological trauma, it's everyone who watched it, which by the way, I don't think people should have been watching. Maybe people in the stadium, okay, you're there, you paid the ticket, you're in the seat. I guess you kind of watch what happens, not knowing what's going on. But the camera people, I'm like, I don't know, was it the worldwide feed or ESPN, BBC, whatever it was, like zooming in and trying to figure out. One, like, I think once you realize it's like a serious situation, just all right, just go into the crowd and or bring the commentators up on like do something but don't just zoom in it felt just kind of egregious in a sense but christian erickson giving the go-ahead of all right i just i can't buy that because the only people who really should be making that decision are people who understand what the what his teammates were were going through and then once you bring up the 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 peter schmeichel point of you guys have three options you play now you play tomorrow or you forfeit well, obviously, they're not going to forfeit. So basically, you have two options. You play today or you play tomorrow. Then you think, do we really want to come back here tomorrow? All the people who are in, in, the, in the stadium, do we want to let them down? I guess Finland probably had the choice too. But obviously, they would just want to play and get the game over with. They end up winning the game. So, you know, it wouldn't affect them in the same way. It would affect them kind of more like us. Just kind of watching and observing, like, wow, this is insane. I really hope he's okay. But the Denmark players who have the connection to him, it hits them on a deeper level. Like when, when, kind of to to your earlier point, when you saw the Denmark players come back, and you saw Casper Schmeichel, he was just kind of like a shake in his head. To me, it looked like that. I can't believe I'm out here. Kind of look, but let's just kind of do what we have to do. Oddly enough, though, I did think they would play. Once it once it became understood to me that Belgium-Russia would go on, which I thought should have been canceled as well, because if you think about it, you know, Lukaku and Alderweireld and Vertonghen and Chadley and, you know, all no, those wait, guys. Wait, but, no, but how would, why would it be? As long as he was, if he was dead then, that's a different thing. But the fact that he was living and breathing, why would Belgium-Russia be canceled? How would, how would you know? Just because you bring someone back doesn't mean they stay back. I know the word was like we stabilized him. No, no, but like he was breathing and he was active. Like once they wheeled him off, let me make sure you're good. Let me. Are you good for good or are you just good for now? Is was 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 what I was thinking. So I was just like, yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, I mean, canceling the other games for a day. No, 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 no. For me, I think the Denmark game for sure. For those players, for sure. Other games, no. As long as you've now brought him back to life, no reason to cancel those games. But the Denmark game shouldn't have gone on that same day. No, I knew they would play, or at least I had a strong suspicion they would play, because we're dealing with UEFA. Mm. And as much as UEFA might want to say they care about people and this, uh, you you mother care about money, <laughs> then you aren't going to make baby. you aren't going to make people fly back. You're not going to you're not going to want to pay for. You know, Finland and Denmark fans hotel. Probably most of the Denmark fans stay at the crib. You know, so maybe they're not in hotels. But you know, you don't want to pay pay for people's flights or media crew having to stay an extra day because now they're supposed to go to some other 
place or wherever it is. So um, I just always had like the nagging thing, like you, know, you guys don't understand what kind, what what level of greed we're dealing with. I'm just glad he's okay. Yeah, look, that's that's the main thing. The guy's breathing, man. You know, the guy's alive, man. That like he, he didn't die. That's that's what's the main thing. Now, he's alive. To the group, though, this is a good for Denmark. <laughs> Number one, you've lost your best player. Eh, maybe Schmeichel's their best player, but you know, you've lost your best outfield player, so that's bad. And then you lost the game. So in a group that looked like Denmark probably would have been the easy second behind Belgium, because you just assume Belgium are going to win all their games. Now they have to probably get something from Belgium. But Belgium looked good. Mm. So maybe we can talk about the Russia game. Yeah, no, no. I said, no, I think Lolo Kaka, he's a good bet to be top scorer. And I think that you're now seeing a dude playing at his very best because that's what I was saying. That looking after looking at France, just jumping ahead, but it's still connected. Just looking at France, I think about 2018. This Lukaku in that semi final could maybe make a difference. What was a very close game. Mm. So Belgium are looking good, and this is a Belgium without De Bruyne, without a fully fit Hazard. I mean, this, I mean, so it's just going to be a question about their character, their mentality, and how they now react against much more stiffer challenges that come forth. But yeah, like they for me have been the best team. I think Russia were probably the authors of their downfall more so than Belgium. <laughs> mm. Like you guys made way too many mistakes in a game where you weren't looking like scoring at all. But yeah, man, when Hazard came on. Eden, obviously, Torgan was pretty good, but I was just more curious about, okay, I've assumed for some time that as long as Eden Hazard is fit, the more games he plays, the better he'll get. And in that, what, 20, 15, 10 minutes, I'm not quite sure how long it was, but, yo, some of the touches he was taking, they were pretty good, bro. <laughs> yeah, look, look, the guy was, he was showing shades. Yeah, he was showing he was glimpses like, of that. Just glimpses. That's what I need. Just glimpses. You know, I was like, okay, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a little something, but I'm, I'm not willing to go. You know, he's back. Like I don't, I don't think he's ever gonna get back to where he was. But just kind of if, if Martinez can ease him into it, you know, ten minutes here, maybe not ten. You need more than that, but like 20, 30, 40 minutes. By the time we get to the knockout rounds. If De Bruyne's back and he's fit, and if Hazard's a healthy percentage better, I'm not quite sure what not, what number that would be, but if he's better and he can give you 60, 65, 70 minutes, I think 90 is probably pushing it. But again, and then you say your, your Lukaku point. I mean, as long as the defense can stay solid, I mean, semis minimum, <laughs> final... I, I know, I know. <laughs> Semi's minimal, but no, but like this is actually this this actually makes logical sense <laughs> outside of like you know Chelsea will make it with Frank Lampard, okay, and a transfer ban, okay. I, yeah, Belgium are they're they're gonna be tough. So, Group C. Um, I'm looking at the games. I'm thinking like, which one do we start with? Let's start with Austria North Macedonia. First <laughs> off, I didn't know Pendev was, like, still an international footballer. Bro, he's, he still exists, man. I, I know he's exists. been at Genoa for years, you know. Gat, I, I think Gatlock has made us aware of many of the 
the olden golden players look, who are still look, playing look, the look. trade in Syria. So. Let's stop beating around the flat bush. He said, F your Albanian mothers. That's what he said. <laughs> okay, let's that's I, what what, 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 da, 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 da. You're, you're, you're stepping on one of my points, though. I was going to say, like, that's what he said. <laughs> no, this, you're, you're, you're going to like this. I know you want to get to the sensational, but I feel like this is relevant, it's specifically for Half Hope. I did research. I was like, okay, let me look up the Inter 2010 team. How many mm. of these guys are still playing? And it's two. Just 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 of the starting 11. I'm the bench is the bench, but of that starting 11, if I tell you two players are still playing, one of them is obviously Pendev. Who is the other guy? I'll give starting you starting 11. Yep, in the starting 11. Oof. Now I'm going to have to you're going to have to remember the starting 11 and then you're going to have to guess which one. Snyder, I think, has retired. Snyder retired, and I know Snyder's retired. retired. So it's not him. It's not him. <laughs> it can't be. What? Why is Lucio around? He's he's retired. He's retired. He's retired. Wait, Stankovic, <laughs> Cambiaso, Etzo, Snyder, Melito, Zanetti, Julio Cesar. Julio Cesar must have retired now. He's 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 retired. There's one guy. <laughs> and you're saying is, is it starting eleven or in the squad? Starting eleven. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, this is crazy. Wait. <laughs> because because then goes so, so Julio Cesar, yep. Zanetti, Christian Chivu, Lucio, um Walter Samuel, Cambiaso, Stankovic, Snyder, Etzo, Melito. Pandev. You're missing one guy. <laughs> wait, 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 give me like a clue. Fullback. Don't tell me that freaking Mycon is still playing. <laughs> My God. <laughs> He's still playing. What? <laughs> Mycon is still playing. Um, he is currently playing. He played this season for a club called Sauna. In Serie D. Jesus. So in January 2021, it was confirmed that Mycon had joined Serie D side Sona on a six-month deal. On June 14th, Mycon, Mycon joined Trepene, which is in the city of San Marino, oh, which is in... Oh, it's in San Marino. <laughs> <laughs> San Marino is San Marino. So, yeah, he's still playing. Just some quick trivia. But I was like, when I looked at Pandev, it made me think of Inner 2010, which obviously made me think of you, which is uh, Mourinho first. But then I was like, oh, have hope. So I, I wanted some trivia. So Pandev and Mycon are the only guys left from that starting 11. Like, We're still how, how, how old is, is Mycon now? He's 39, and he'll be 40 next month. I don't know. <laughs> he obviously said about Buffon, who refuses to retire. Parma, back to Parma, yeah. He wants yeah. to join, rejoin Parma. Sick guy, the guy's sick. I keep telling you, if people want to pay him, <laughs> then get your money, GG. Get your money now. So, um, you haven't, you haven't made it, basically. You haven't made enough money for life after foot, for football. Or are you incapable of having life after for football? You, you know what Floyd Mayweather said? <laughs> kids can't oh, yeah. eat legacy. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids can't eat legacy. <laughs> I was to say, if if legalized bankrupt was a sport, I'm the best. 
legalized bank robbing. I if see. I can, if he said if he stutters, the way he stutters is funny. But he's like, yeah. if if I can make a quick heist, if I could do a quick heist, <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Like a quick heist, then yeah, I did it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. If if you mean, just that. That's the thirty mil. It's like what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> a quick heist, a quick heist. Legalized bank robbing. So yeah, okay. When Arnautovich came on the pitch. Within the first five minutes, he was fouled. <laughs> I don't know if it was by Ayolinsky, who I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name was right. Alioski or Alioski, Alinsky, something. Um, he plays for Leeds, so I should probably know his his name. But because I remember what, watching the game, I was looking at the North Macedonian players. I was like, okay, so I know Pandev. Who else on this team do I know? And that was the face that I recognized. So I was like, oh, what team? And I had to look him up, and it was Leeds. Um, and then I went to I went down to his thing and I looked, oh, Albanian mother woo didn't think anything of it. Then Arnautovic comes on, and within the first five minutes, he's fouled. And when he's getting up, he's, he looks at him. As he's walking, though, he's not running. He's looking at that dude, and he's talking shit. And you know he's talking shit. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, that's strange. I, maybe he must have said something after he got fouled, mm. you know. Like the, I wasn't thinking anything political. <laughs> I was just like, ah. Then Arnautovich scores. And instead of celebrating, he looks back at a dude and he starts talking shit again. <laughs> I was like, yo, what the f-? did he say when he got fouled? He must have said some real shit because he was talking cash shit to that dude. Mm-hmm. He was, it wasn't just shit. It was like hate. You know what I mean? And then David Alaba comes. And he just puts his shit like, hey yo, I don't I don't know if he said it like this, but hey, shut the fuck up. Like, what is you saying right now? And he just and and the way Arnautovic energy just kind of came down after Alaba kind of gripped his mouth. It was like, you know, you, you ever been at church or something like that? <laughs> like and like <laughs> and your mom or auntie just comes and just closes your mouth because you're talking during a prayer. It was kind of like that. And, and Twitter helped me out with this. I was like, yo, it must be the Albania thing. Because do you remember when, was it Xhaka and um, Shakiri? Remember when they did some political symbol after they scored? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, yeah, was yeah. Like, there was like real beef. And there was another friendly that happened within the past two or three, four or five years where there was a game in Albania or something and somebody f- flew a flag and it kicked off a riot. There's something going on with, Serbia and Albania. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, and, it's deep. It's on, and those, and is Serbian. He has but, like seven roots, yeah. But I'm told that Arnaut means Albanian in Turkey, in, or in Turkish. So Arnautovic would suggest that he is perhaps Albanian, but I, I guess he identifies with the Serbian side. And if they got beef, I guess he rides with that side. So I don't know. Speaking of, though, if you ever look into... Did you know about North Macedonia and why it's called North Macedonia? Obviously, they also split up because I remember when they were called Macedonia. This is deep water. But suffice it to say that Greece does not like Macedonian... North Macedonians referring to themselves as just Macedonians. And that's as far as I've read into it. I've read further, but that's as comfortable as I am speaking on it. So, um, yeah. so because Greece had slight beef, not even slight, but like serious beef with that, 
they had to come up with the treaty of like, look, you guys are going to be, stop being the Republic of Macedonia and you guys are going to be the Republic of North Macedonia. So something, something to look into. The Balkan history and just all the stuff, it's like, I imagine this is maybe how white people, when they look at the history of Africa and colonization and imperialism and slavery, it's just like, oh, this is too much. I'm just, I don't even know where to start. And that's how I feel about the Balkan, <laughs> just the Balkan region. Just like, I don't even know where to start. Like, why do y'all have all this beef? I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> so Greece, Macedonia, the broken parts of Yugoslavia, Soviet, like all of this stuff. It's just like, this is a whole history. I have no idea where to begin. Like I'm far more comfortable talking about, you know, why North, North Nigeria and Southern Nigeria have beef. Cause I understand that. I know why <laughs> to an extent, um, you know, all right, let me not say it. <laughs> Netherlands, Ukraine. Um, this was a good game. This is a good game. At least it was a good second half, but the first half was okay. No, 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 it was not. It was like, I mean, it's not the best down, game. It, it wasn't the, the, the best game, but it was entertaining, though. It was entertaining. Seven seventy let me down, man. I, 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 you were like, nah, ne Netherlands are gonna finish last in the group. And the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? That sounds like something that would happen. That seven seventy is gonna let me down and start every, winning. Everything that I've said, the opposite has has, has happened. Like, this has just been a year of like, what you you think ain't gonna happen. So, I mean, it they almost up. did though. So they got the first two goals mm -hmm. in the second half. And then it was like, oh, they might win. Oh, so look, people who thought who doubted them, they were wrong. This that, bang, Yarmolenko, crazy goal. I forget who scores the next one, but it happened like you know three four minutes after two two, ten minutes to go. You're like, uh oh, <laughs> or not uh oh. I was more like, you guys actually thought Frank De Boer was gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, also, also, okay, so this is how they basically lose this, and this yeah, is what the board now does. Yeah. It's seven matches, seven defeats, zero goals. I just suspected at least he scored a goal. You know, he did. He, at least he did that part. But you know, Dumfries scores the winner. Um, I don't know. This is a good. This is a good game. Um, dramatic game, um, and that puts Netherlands in a in a good. I think if you win your first game, there's. The chances that you don't qualify for the knockouts are probably quite slim. Yeah, I mean, it puts it in a great position. I mean, you can you can still you mess up with three point. points, but you can qualify with three. And if you get four, you're certain. Yeah. And as it stands, like I think there's maybe one team that has no points that's in the third place qualifying because they take the top four. And I think mm. there's at least that many teams that don't have points. So. Um, you know, everybody's still in it. Yeah, Netherlands are in a are in a good they're in a good place. Ukraine, you'd rather play that game now, you know, and then you have Austria and North Macedonia to come. Um, if Ukraine played like they did in the second half against the other two teams, I think they'll give them a good game. So Ukraine are probably still in the good. I, I think they'll they'll qualify either third place, like best third or something like that. Um, all right. The game that happened earlier that day, though, was from Group D. It was England against Croatia. England. I don't know, man. What don't you know? 
Because the talent is evident. I just don't, like, is it more do I not like them or is it more do I not trust them? And I can't decide, like, which energy is stronger. I mean, England don't look like a team. I'm like, what, I why am say... I so pessimistic or why am I so against England? Yeah, because, no, basically, no, England, for me, they, they don't look like, like a team that can say, okay, these guys can go all the way and do, you do know something. What? I, I can um, see them winning. And if the you look, same... anything can happen in the Euros, man. And I didn't take into account all of their games are basically going to be at Wembley. If they win their group, I think there's only one game that they wouldn't play at Wembley. Yep. If they would if, yep. if they would have made mm-hmm. it to the final. Yep. So, and I think that would be the quarterfinal game. I think they'd have to go to Baku or someplace like that. But then the semifinal would be in London and the finals in London. So, it's basically a, a home tournament for them if they take care of business. I didn't take that into consideration about like all of Germany's games are in Germany or all of Denmark's games are in Denmark. Like just, I don't know how I feel about that, but a group games that is, Um, but yeah, England have like the easiest road in terms of venue. So, or travel. Yeah. I thought Croatia would do better. You know, I guess we, I, let me not say we, I didn't take into account like who their striker is. I just thought, you know, you have Modric, you have Kovacic, Brozovic is kind of on the outside of that. But, you know, their midfield's good. They will, they'll just control the game. And for the first 20 minutes, they couldn't get the ball. Then they got the ball and they killed the momentum of the game. Um, and then just a mistake led to the Sterling goal. Um, England probably should have had the game done in the first half, first half of the first half. But, um, you know, shout out Modric, though. I felt bad for Modric in the sense of, like, he can't come off the pitch because the coach knows how important he is. Mm. So Brozovic came off and Kovacic. Like, you're going to leave 36-year-old or 35, soon to be 36-year-old Luka Modric out there. But I was like... Yeah, he kind of has to, man, because he's just he's 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 too good. You can't bring him off. But it's just like, ah, how is he going to be by the by the last game of the group stage if Croatia need a win? Because this is what happened in in the World Cup. Remember, they played 120 minutes each time. Yeah. Luka just played yeah. all the minutes, and then the next season, people were like, "Is he done? I don't know. Uh, he looks kind of okay, but." I don't know. <laughs> like, how many international tournaments can you play before your legs are just gone? Uh, I say that, but then it's like, does Luka Modric need legs? He knows what you're going to do before you do it. It's like Pielo. Like, Pielo, like, he he literally has evolved like Pielo. Because Pielo used to be, like, moving all around and everything in Milan. Then when he became older and he had the, the beard, deep line play playmaker and it's just all about psychology and mentality so you yeah. don't have to move move more you just know where to be you just know how, you're just like a quarterback he but mentally thing, though, bamboozes is, people bro is the, 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 the issue about it was as much as Modric should, should, should play that's what they were missing is Modric higher up because he plays higher up he for Real Madrid and, and, and Croatia just had nothing attacking wise zero so yeah I was going to mention this, the striker aspect of you know, no man Zukic, huge loss, man, massive loss. Just it kind of neuters them in in a way. Um, all right, 
Next day, the ending of Group D, Scotland against Czech Republic. Scotland. Now, before we start, I realized something when I was watching this game. <laughs> I don't know if this makes the podcast, but okay. <laughs> this this is something that happens to me sometimes. So, you know, because I'm, I'm in my black bag, I'll be watching Malcolm's speeches and <laughs> reading books and shit. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a whole other half of me <laughs> that my those ancestors, you know, they're asleep for whatever reason. But I was like, you know what? Scotland. Aren't I Scottish? <laughs> so then I remember I went I went into my to my kind of mental part, like, you know, a, a part of the brain I rarely visit. I was like, damn, my mom did tell me stories about Scotland and shit. I was born in Nova Scotia and all this kind of stuff, so... So I went to my mom. I was like, "Mom, tell tell me the story. How do how how did I get here? Because I, I I know the other side, but tell me this side." So my mom she starts telling me the story about how you know my great 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 grandfather and his brother. See, I, I had the story wrong, but this is the real story. My great 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 grandfather and his mm-hmm. brother were from Scotland. Mm-hmm. They went to London. And there was a, a fire in London, like a really bad fire in London. Um, it burned down a bunch of stuff, including their house. Mm-hmm. And there were people in their house that died, like their parents and brothers and sisters. And they were the only two that were left. Hmm. So instead of going to the orphanage, they stowed away on a ship going from London to Halifax. And... I think this was 1800s or sometimes, but they were Scottish. So then they go to Halifax and then they go to eventually New Brunswick. And that's where my mom comes from. And mm. yada, yada, yada. Daniel to look. Now, I heard the story and I was like, oh, so I'm Scottish. <laughs> and my mom was like, okay, but my, my mom was German. That's your grandfather's side. But your grandmother's side is German. But I was like, do you claim Scotland or do you claim Germany? And my mom was like, I claim Scotland. <laughs> yeah, Scotland technically is my team. Not as much as Uganda because I have like a direct link. Scottish. So you're Scottish. Technically you Scottish. speaking, I'm like I'm 50% Tesso or Tesso. And I guess there's like 40% Scottish, 10% German, or 50, whatever it is. So yeah, man. Scotland are my team. The problem is, and I, I I learned this when I watched the Sir Alex Ferguson documentary. I don't understand a thing they say. Like it all just sounds like <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's 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 very it's it's hard it's hard. Yeah. So you, oh, and I wanted to ask you this because I know you said you used to work. At a kilt place, mm. so I was like, "Can you understand them?" No, 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 but no. We the kilt shop was international, and our biggest customer base were Americans. So oh. these were so these were Americans who had Scottish roots, and they wanted us to feel like back at their roots. So these are the guys who were really wanted to get kilts for their Scottish thing, and they just to feel Scottish again and so forth. So our biggest customers were Americans. Americans, so, oh, okay. Yeah. 
I was like, you know, maybe have Hope could decipher what the fuck these guys are saying. Like, I watched the Sir Alex thing, and I had to put on subtitles. I was like, I, I, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> like, I try. Like, Craig Burley, I can understand him. Oh, yeah, like, no, he's funny, He's yeah. been, he's lived in London, and he's been Americanized to where, like, it's not as much. Mm. But there's something, I just, I don't, what? I don't know what you mean, man. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. So... Like Chelsea did this thing about Billy Gilmore. They're, they're doing like kind of player profiles. Mm. I don't know what that kid's saying. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. Um, but so I was watching the game. I was like, okay, I have a team. I have a rooting interest. And the moment I have a rooting interest, things go badly. I was like, all right, come on. We can do it. <laughs> I tried to say we and us and all this shit. <sighs> Cause I haven't I haven't been saying we and us for like seasons now. Cause Chelsea, I, I don't say we and us no more, uh, or anymore. So this is like my chance to say we and us for the tournament. Cause uh, yeah, Af- yeah, we didn't make Afcon, so this is this is my last chance <laughs> for for a while. Yeah, shout out to Sierra Leone for making the Afcon, man. Yeah, big Golden. up, big up, Rudiger. You should be playing over there instead of biting people. But we'll get there. <sighs> It was more. It was more enable, but yeah, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get that. Stop it! It was a red card. Um, it was a nibble. Patrick Schick. The first goal is going to be underrated, but this was a good goal. Very difficult. No, because that goal was yeah, it was a good Ain't goal. No it wasn't way. like an amazing goal. So, Stephen A. doing it. Ain't no way. <laughs> I've been saying ain't no way to myself all day, bro. <laughs> ain't no way. <laughs> Look, so the guy's a legend, man. It's a legend. <laughs> it's the stance he gets into when he says, ain't no way. He like moves. All right. Um, now, okay, do you put do you give more credit to the attacker or do you more blame to the goalkeeper when you see goals like that? Because I see some people who want to be haters. It's as the goalkeeper is out of position. Oh, no, no. It's all about the attacker because that is a, a very difficult to get right. Like, if he tried that again, nine times out of ten, he doesn't score it. Maybe even ten times out of ten. If you just said, I would contend. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So, okay. Try it ten goes. He probably will get it maybe one or twice or three times. Because it's like the technique, the distance, the precision, and everything to to get it right. Mm. You know, it's it's. But see, it's, it's one of those things. Like, it'll unless someone does something crazy this tournament, it will probably be good of the tournament. But I'm like, it's 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 one of those goals. That I'm like, eh, it's a goal you know? of the group stage. I'm sure there'll be something good, like yeah, a I mean, team goal or yeah. something like that will come. But, um. What was I going to say? The people who are critical of the goalkeeper or the people who think the goalkeeper is the biggest factor in that goal existing. I would really love to film them on a football pitch from 50 yards away or 50 meters, whatever it was. Hit the target. Hit the target. I'll bet you 5% of people could do that in like their first try and meaning like hit the target where like the ball is in the air as it goes in, not just like roll it in from 50 yards, but like kick it in. Mm. 
And I don't want like if the ball touches the ground before it goes in the goal, you lose you lose the bet. The amount of people who could do that with no goalie in the goal, just just in the park, just vibing, five percent could do it first time. Mm-hmm. Maybe to do that with a goalkeeper in a stadium with people, you get one chance. I was gonna start rapping Eminem, but let's let's not. You get one chance. You guys are disrespecting professional footballers. Now, maybe you could disrespect the goalie slightly if you were like a professional goalie. So, like uh, on the American broadcast, like Casey Keller was like, if he was just ten yards back, he would have got <laughs> oh, there. Casey and he, you spread. you you make a compelling point, but that doesn't take away from Schick doesn't control what Marshall does. He's like, oh, so let me let, let's just try it. Maybe if it was on his other side, on his right side, he doesn't do it because mm. he's left-footed. But it's on my left foot. Let's see what. Let's see what happens. The meme of Marshall in the goal with Spider-Man. <laughs> best, like that. That's the best moment of the tournament so far. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> my favorite part of the goal isn't even the goal. It's when Marshall hits the the back of his net, and the net just kind of swallows him. And there's like this, like I, don't, I think I, I guess it's like just the the reaction of like the jerk of the chain that the that the net attached to. It's so funny. Like the more I watch it, I just bust out laughing just because it's I don't know. There's something funny about just him just letting go. He just ah, goes into the net. I don't think Scotland were going to get back into the game anyway, Mm-mm. but no way. You know that kind of seals that kind of seals them, and now they have to get a result against England, which I think Scotland getting a result against England is probably the most likely game they'll get a result because they're not necessarily playing just England. It's like a more political no, no, no. It's, yeah, it's, it's game, but they will, but they will lose though. England will beat them. Like it's obviously it's going to be a hyped up, it'll be interesting, and there'll be massive build up here in England. Like the, the build up here will be huge, but they'll they'll lose. They'll lose. Yeah. Um. All right. Later that day, we had Poland against Slovakia. Can mm. I just say Slovakia so far have been my favorite team? They were all right, Mac. Because they had dribble. They were doing back heels, nutmegs, roulettes. They were doing reverse passes, okay? They were. And, it, and they I came Hamstrick to play football. Yeah, I, they I came thought to play football. So I was really happy to watch that game because Poland weren't really bringing much. So that game could have been tremendously boring, but or exhaustingly boring would probably be a better way to put it. But Slovakia gave me something. They showed up and they just played. I don't know, like without pressure, maybe. Just hey, we're just kind of happy to be here. Let's just go out and play some fun, attractive, good-looking football. And that's what I want to see in a football tournament. I don't want to see just like rudimentary, basic, tight football. Like, no, just go out and have some fun. It's it's a game at the end of the day. So, yeah, what Mac was doing, um, Hamzik. Where has he been? He was with Napoli. Where did he go? Did he go to China? Dalian Professional FC in the Chinese Super League. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and right he, now... He got the bag. He got the yeah. bag. 
and now he plays in Sweden. Right. But Poland kind of helped him look good. And then our guy Kokoviak, first red card of the yeah, this was a weird day. Okay, so we had our first nil-nil, first red card. Yeah, the red card did not help Poland. They were already kind of struggling with eleven. I don't know. They, you know what? To your kind of sort of point that you that you make consistently, Poland were better with ten. They did. They were more economic and more useful. With the ball, I thought that they would like if they had eleven and played that same way, they probably get something from the game. But um, not having the the parity of men, um, yeah, it was always gonna it was, it was, was going to take its toll. So Poland, what happened? Poland scored. Who scored for Poland? Poland. I think it's Lanetti or Letty. Skriniar. Skriniar. No, oh, no, no, was the second goal. No, Skriniar was the Slovakia goal. Like Lanetti or something for Poland. Who got the Lanetti, equalizer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lanetti, then the red card, then Skriniar. Very Skriniar's good goal. goal was good. Really good goal for a defender. That's a very good strike, man. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I'm on the one football app, <laughs> and the best player, <laughs> Robert Lewandowski, got nine, eight thousand votes. Sorry. How? People just vote for their favorite players. They don't yeah, even watch this. the game. Like, what's the point? If I go to Portugal, uh, <laughs> Cristiano got 24,000 votes. Justifiably so. We'll get there. Um, Spain against Sweden. I hate watching Spain. Oh, the whole tiki-taka thing. It's not even tiki-taka. It's just like boring as shit. What's the Spanish version of that? Google uh, Translate. While, while I Google Translate, boring as shit in Spanish. Borinio, Borinio, Borinio. You talk to me about what you saw from Sweden and España. Why? Where was Luis Enrique when Morata was playing for Chelsea as a starting striker? Because if you saw that tape, you wouldn't go into a championship with Morata as your starting striker. It's like, bro, I mean, like, what are you playing at, bro? You know, it's like Morata, he ain't it, bro. He simply ain't Aburrido it. Como una mierda. Aburrido como una mierda. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can play that back and learn some Spanish. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What was Enrique? Like, I know he had like a really bad tragedy in his life so oh, yeah, yeah. i don't want to presume what he was or was not doing in 2017 18 or 19 but uh <sighs> Morata as your focal point probably not going to score many goals no sir okay this is my issue with spain it's more so how they're perceived than them cuz i get why they do it but they're perceived as like an ultra attacking side, you know. Mm. If you ask people, like, do Spain play attacking football or defensive football? People will say attacking football. But that's a lie. Like, they're actually defensive. They're very defensive. It's just that their form of defense, like their pragmatism, involves keeping the ball. So we 
assume or we uh, accredit the act of not having the ball as being very defensive and having the ball as being attacking. But for Spain, they keep the ball as an act of you, you just won't have the ball. And if you don't have the ball, you can't score. What we do with the ball is almost pointless. But just as long as you don't have it, you can't hurt us. You know? And that's 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 how I perceive at least this version of Spain. Maybe in the past they had the the the, the personnel to okay, we're keeping the ball, and there is an intent to damage you with it. Iniesta, Xavi, Fabregas, uh, you know, Torres, Villa, like the whole. You guys, yeah, I don't need to name the players. Mm. You guys know who the players are. But um, this feels like a very hollow, empty version of that. Where yeah, we keep the ball, we keep the ball, we keep the ball, but to what end? It's just so you guys don't have it. And then you find an opponent like Sweden who are happy not to have it. <laughs> we'll just defend it, defend it, defend it. Hopefully we get a point. And if we can nick a goal from Isak or Berg, uh, then we'll do it. So I compare it kind of to a boxer who jabs a lot, mm. but the jab isn't there to hurt you. It's there to give the appearance of work. So maybe we can steal some rounds by looking active or whatnot. If something opens up behind a jab, fine. You know, we take advantage if, we, you know, a sneaky hook or a sneaky uppercut or whatever it may be. Cool. But the jab is there to make you not work. Does that make sense? Mm. Like my activity are, is to make sure you aren't active. And that's that's my purpose. And that's what Spain are with the ball. And I hate watching them because it's just, oh, we they completed a thousand passes. But to, to where, to who, for what? Yeah, and but also like I mean, Isaac looks really good. I'm very impressed with him. Oh yes, yes, yes. Like the, like the guy literally used every amount of little chance he had to, to produce yeah. something. So the, the 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 kid look looks good. Do you know your Bible? Good. No. Sunday school. No. I was gonna make an Ibrahimovic and Isaac joke, but yeah. I like Is- Isaac. Isaac was the son of Abraham. Mm-hmm. And Ibrahimovic is a form of Abraham, and Isaac is Isaac. So it's like he's his son or the heir apparent. But mm. never mind. Let's talk about it. <clears throat> talk about. Do it. you drink Coca Cola? Not anymore. I don't, I can't. I can't remember the last time I drank dark soda. Oh yeah, you you guys call it soda. Soda. It's called. We just call soda. it soft drinks. It's called here. It's called soda. Where I'm from, really, it's called pop. There's some places that call it soda pop. They they call it soft drinks here in England. I thought I thought you guys called it fizzy drinks. Well, it's either fizzy drinks or soft drinks, but it's most likely called soft, soft drinks. drinks. Yes, I'm, I've heard soft drinks here, so we can we can we can roll with soft drinks. Do you drink them? No, not at all. I used to drink them a lot, but 100, I completely removed them from my. That so I'm all about health drinks, juice, water, Ribena, but yeah, completely not at all. Like the only time I will drink it is if I go to a bar where I have my JD and Coke. So, so you don't drink soda, but mm-hmm. you do drink liquor. Very rarely, except when Chelsea win. Yeah, basically, unless it's like a pop your bottle stream or Christmas or like a going out to see someone. Loki used to just put apple juice. In the JD bottle and pretend to the people oh, that no, you're that, drinking. 
Well, that's no, that's no. The whole point is for me to to get a bit tipsy. That's the whole point. Like it's a celebration. You're an actor. You can pretend. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> no, no, no. The whole point is not. I am getting drunk here. <laughs> I'm not getting drunk because Team Alberta scored a winner. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you are your own, bro. Um, <laughs> you think that's actually people that drink with you? <laughs> like, yo, half of us doing the pasta <laughs> bottle. Let me get my bottle. Let me go. That's my intention. That's my hope. That's my hope, man. Uh, no, cause I know there are some people who actually get a meal. I won't front. When you say get a meal, sometimes I do pause the video and I'm like, all right, what what is around here to eat? So maybe I'll just go get – I'll make a sandwich or something. I'll have a sandwich. Oh, Very rarely. But anyway, Cristiano was like – he didn't even say anything really. He just said Coca-Cola and just gave it like a little – like I don't know what he said afterwards. Agua, which is um, water in Portuguese. Agua. Oh, yeah, first, yeah, first he said aqua and or agua. And then he said Coca-Cola. And then he said something after, but I couldn't make it out. But the way he, he sat down – and the way he looked at the Coca-Cola was like, uh-uh. But then someone on Twitter told me that apparently Coke refused to pay him some kind of a commission or something. So it isn't really Cristiano being this good guy for, for the youth. It's because Coke didn't want to pay me a commission. So. Which well, would be hilarious. But have, have, Do you remember when he said he he wants to hit his son because his son drinks fizzy drinks and Basically. his son and 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 his son's not going to be a professional if he has like a bad diet so his son eats like crisps and bad junk food and he mm. drinks soda and because of that cristiano gets like really pissed at him well, yeah, he, just, he doesn't like soda he doesn't like fizzy drinks soft drinks he doesn't like them so the the look wasn't I hate Coca Cola for me. For me, I interpret it as like, yo, I don't fuck with that shit. <laughs> that was his look. And then when he said water, it was like, okay, that's that's what it is. It's more like, and maybe it's like you're trying to tempt me, and I'm a professional, and that's not what professionals do. Maybe that's more what it is, or you know, maybe there is some corporate beef mm. somewhere, but. To me, it just it's it felt genuine in the sense of this is just against my constitution as a man. Like I would never drink no shit like that. So then he just re- removes it from his presence. And you know, like I think they may have lost. I think they said they lost like four or five billion. Billion. Coca-Cola. Yeah. Billion with a B. Yes. Ooh. Four or five. I think it was from one fifty something to one forty something. But yeah, they lost about five. Cristiano billion. pushes the needle like that. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> the guy has a hundred wow. over a hundred million guys on thing. Like I said, wow. that when that happens, I know that Coca Cola are taking a hit, hundred percent. Like that is a bad look for Coca Cola, man, because the guy is hugely influential, hugely, especially you to know, young people. Do you know so. the origin of Coca Cola? Sugar water. Uh uh-uh. uh, you know cola nuts, right? Mm-mm. You're West African. You should know about cola nut. Have you not read Things Fall Apart? You're yeah, not Ebo, but that. you know, you know, yams and cola nut. And the- I know yams. I don't know what cola nuts is by by. And I know yam. Yam and kombis. You pounded yam. <laughs> Coca Cola was like it was originally made from cola nuts, which are they're like they're I don't know bitter would be a way to put it, but they're like full of caffeine, basically. So, 
that was like the that was the original thing the cola nut if you read you know things fall apart you know most probably the most famous book in african literature I did some quick I did some quick uh some quick research just Wikipedia the cola nut has a bitter flavor and contains caffeine it is chewed in many West African countries in both private and social settings it is often used ceremonially presented to chiefs or guests. In folk medicine, cola nuts are considered useful for aiding digestion when ground and mixed with honey. They're best known in the Western culture, or in Western culture, as a flavoring ingredient and one of the sources in caffeine in cola and other similarly flavored beverages. Although cola nut extract is no longer used in major commercial cola drinks such as Coca-Cola, but the original one was Coca-Cola with the with the original cola nut. And I think, don't quote me on this. They might have been actually putting like, if it was Coca-Cola, like the Coke part was actually like cocaine. Oh, cool. So Coke and <laughs> Coke and Cola. Yeah, my my sister had had a friend where she puts her tooth inside like an empty Coke can. A day later, the the tooth disintegrated. I heard that if you put raw meat in Coke and you leave it, it'll cook it. Think about that. If you put like a piece of raw meat in Coca Cola, basically and you leave it. Kids, don't, don't drink that. Don't don't drink. See, this is why I said whenever you eat or drink anything, just turn the package and just look at what's in there. If I you do see, that with water. If you if you, if you see hydroxychlorine, clarine, slaline, sibilin, paline, tyrosine, radamine, pampin, fifling, sticklabatalin, pumpanapatam, papanibino, polin, then yeah, no. <laughs> You know what? If there's, if there's, how would you put it? If there's like more than like ten or twelve ingredients, yeah, then, I get, then, I get then, a bit then. sketchy. I'm like, no, no, what, no. what is all this? Because, because it's so good when like I take like my juice, and it just says water, hundred percent orange, squeezed. <laughs> Thank you. Or like ninety-eight percent um, juice, one percent cacalipitini. Okay, I can live with one percent cacalipititi. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm cool if it's like contains one percent. Or two percent or, or like less acidic reg- regulators. Like, okay, okay, fine, fine. Because those are probably just stabilizers. Yeah. But like actual chemicals, ah, crypto want to cuddle like in your shit. Like I'm like, oh, yeah, like, like papalipiti, papalipiti, safali, papali. Nah, I'm, I'm cool. And then like nine of these guys, same thing. What was up in your body? I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. But yeah, man. So I've even tried to stop drinking milk. So, or like at least cow milk, because I don't think humans should really be drinking cow milk. It doesn't make sense. So Damn. almond milk, oat milk. I uh, know I'm, I'm still going to drink milk and all of that. You you drink cow milk? Yeah. What? Organic organic cow milk. Yeah. So this is just you know what this is an extra. Yeah. We can talk it's about <laughs> we can talk about milk. <laughs> Hungry Portugal. So Ronaldo, fresh off his um, destruction of the Coca-Cola company, um, they're in Hungary in a full stadium, mind you, seventy thousand people almost, all vaccinated, um, in the Bucharest stadium, allegedly. 
Um, no, no, it's not, it's, I think it's the Puskas Stadium. No, I meant the vaccination. Like, oh. how do we know everybody in there is vaccinated? Like, we're well, that's to, sure. that's just to show a vaccination card, so unless oh, okay. they they forged the one. So, okay, cool, cool. Um, it was interesting seeing a full stadium again, though. It's I know. Wow, it's crazy. It's well, it's, it's weird. <laughs> it was weird. It was. It's as weird now as a whole empty stadium was like a year and a half ago or whatever it was like. Do you do, do, do that? Wasn't that weird? No, no, no. See, because do you remember those conversations that that we were having and others were having? Like, yo, there's nobody in the stands. How does this affect the game? But then you know, we just we, we got on with it. <laughs> yeah, man. This is like it's like uh, nostalgic in a way, but it's like also this is how it should be moving on, but. At what cost is is my my bigger question. If people are vaccinated, then cool. But um, you know, teach that one. Um, I don't know how this game ended at three 0 Didn't feel like this was a three 0 Portugal win, but on paper it will be three 0 My suspicion is Santos is using Carvalho and Danilo even from the Hungary game, to establish some continuity, knowing that Germany and France are to come. So if I know I have two big games, then why not just establish the relationship in this team that I picked from now? Nah, it's trash, man. Play, play, Which, play to, nervous, to man. me, I feel like you need a more tailored approach to these games, rather than just, this is my team for the tournament, let's go. Um... So I wouldn't be shocked to see the same starting 11 play the next game and the next game. But this game felt like you could have been throwing away three points because Hungary weren't really offering much. They had like one guy who's like another big guy, 6'5", maybe. Who was um, who was pretty bad, man. I mean, that guy wasn't good. Like, like Hungary were, were much better like in 2016. These guys, mm-hmm. nah. Sorry, man. Nah. They're missing one player who plays. I forget the team that he plays for. Um, but he's like a young talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, is is it Shoboshla or something? Shobos, yeah. Shoboshla, yeah. I'm not gonna try to pronounce the name, but yeah, I I thought Hungary were just really bad, but Portugal, they there wasn't enough in the midfield to kind of get things going. Then they take off, was it Carvalho, and they bring on Sanchez, mm. and Sanchez gets the ball, and he just immediately, it's just a completely different dynamic in the team. Um, and that's how they got the penalty. Um, but I'm forgetting what was the first was the penalty the first? No. No, Guerrero, Guerrero deflection. Yeah. Which was I want I wanted it wasn't against the run of play in that Hungary were playing so well, but it was just like, oh, so they actually did score. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, oh, they so so they are going to score. Is this isn't gonna be a nil-nil. Um yeah, and then Sanchez gets the ball, dribbles forwards. Um, something happens, penalty. Um, obviously, <laughs> we know who's going to take it. <laughs> Ronaldo, you see, this is the thing about Cristiano, man. Like, I don't, I don't have any hate for Cristiano. I find him quite Neither compelling. Do I. Just, as, just change your last name. I find him very oh, – very is a bad word. I find him quite compelling – as a football character, you know, the same way people might have uh, opinions about Mourinho or Pep or he's just a good character in the good fabric or or, or, or or quilt of football. It's just like... Don't compare to Mourinho, man. Mourinho is special, man. Leave, leave that guy. Man. 
<laughs> he just he 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 gives football texture in the way that you know people either like him or don't like him. Um, for me, I like observing how people interact with him. So your interactions with what you feel Ronaldo is, um, that those are interesting to me. Um, same way with like someone like FG. I w- I can't even repeat the thing. I'll tell you off, but I can't even repeat what he said after Ronaldo scored his second goal. I can't even. I, can't I don't want to know. It. I don't want to know. Off air, on air, <laughs> off air, down air. I don't. I don't, I don't want to know. Please don't tell me. I don't want to know. Imagine the most gross thing yeah, somebody I know. could do. I can only imagine. And please, no, don't don't tell me. It is it is exactly what you imagine. I can. I, I he think, said. I he think said. No. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't say that. Don't don't tell me. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I, don't know. I, don't know. I was like, what did I just read, bro? Like, what did you just type in this in this Twitter DM? Like, what are y'all doing? What are y'all saying? Yeah. Yeah. Please. Please don't. <sighs> please don't but you know, he reacts to Ronaldo in like the complete polar opposite that someone like you would. So watching that and observing that is fun for me. But he's so he's funny. He's funny. So the 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 penalty's happening and he just closes his eyes and he just takes like this huge deep breath. He's it's all a show because he knows that the camera's on him. Mm-hmm. So he's just like you don't stop it, man. He needs to get into the zone like he's never taken a penalty before or something. But it's it's all theatrics and theater and histrionics and all that. So you know, he put the penalty away. So it wasn't really a good penalty, I would say. If the goalkeeper dives the right way, he might have had a chance. But um, then, because it was a penalty, we know what we get. Penaldo this, Penaldo that. <laughs> and right when people are tweeting the Penaldo stuff, bam! <laughs> Hits you with an actual legitimate pretty good goal uh, from open play. That kind of bamboozled the keeper. Um, or was it the defender and then the keeper? I, I, I'm really bad with calling that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, that was you know he's a, he's a, he's a pantomime villain, you know. But some people really really like him. What I don't like about Ronaldo, I don't think I've ever said this, but the C celebration and noise. Like, I don't I don't get it. Like you know he puts his arm in the air. I'm just like come on, man. And I'm thinking like so. I know you're a fit athlete and all of this, but if you jump like this every time and you land on your knee, like, aren't you risking injury? Like, shouldn't you just kind of take it easy on your knees? Speaking of, totally unrelated. Have you seen the Higita clip? What's Renee Renee Higita? You mean when he does the kick? Yeah, he's doing it still now, like to this day. Awesome. (laughs) To this day. He's still doing it. I, he did he did the scorpion thing and then they kept doing like the the goalkeeper drills where like they go down to the left go down get up go to the right Mm. his knees are trying to give up on him bro i'm just like chill bro you don't have to do this anymore he was doing it for kids and he did the scorpion and the kids like oh because you know it's all it's all it's cool Mm. you know it looks cool but like trying to get down and get up and all that kind of stuff. Like, come on, Renee, you, you, you good, man. Like, <laughs> just just tell the kids to go on YouTube and they'll be like, oh, this is you? Okay. Big win for Portugal. It's mm. a game they had to win because you can't have no points going against Germany and France. 
because that's just too risky because you could easily lose those games um, based on the talent that both of those teams have. So you have to be hungry. I would say the same thing for Germany now. No, no, um, no. Portugal are in a great position because not only the win, it's the score, 3-0. Yep. So if it's now similar points, that's good. So basically it puts pressure on Germany and France, specifically Germany, to try and beat Hungary well, either 3-0 or even more. So. Yep, and last game, last game, France, Germany. Talk mm. to me. Good game. Like, a really good, good game. It's it's like, it's unfortunate that it was settled via an own goal, but I think, here's the thing. Yogi Love should have stepped down after 2018. And you can see that this guy doesn't have any fresh ideas to take a young, talented team forward. Joshua Kimmich should be the first choice central midfielder for Germany. Tony Cruz, I think he has passed it. And I think he's already had his time and he shouldn't be a starter for the German team anymore because he just doesn't have what Joshua Kimmich has as a younger guy with fresher ideas. France, the thing about France is that you can't, there isn't a plan for, for, for France, which is what makes them so dangerous. They don't have, France are like Brazil back in the day, but a pragmatic version. Whereas that, you don't know, there is no plan for this team. They'll just beat you via their individuals. So same thing with for France is out of nowhere, they'll just produce a chance and then they'll just score. So they don't really have a pattern of play that you can say, okay, this is what they're doing. No, they'll just do it because they just have individuals who can just cook up and just conjure up something. You know, um, beautiful pass by Pogba showing his, his quality. Ooh. I don't want to hear about De Bruyne ever again. The Benzema <laughs> Umbape um, link up is going to be very interesting. That's going to be very interesting. Isn't that all we ever wanted, man? Like, how come we've had to wait six years for this shit? Man? But, like, but what's what, it? So, what did we do? Apparently, like, do? apparently, great. I mean, what's it? Get French football news or something. We're apparently criticizing Benzema's mm. performance. And they've apparently been called for zero, which leads me to believe that maybe Benzema was right about the whole Algerian. France, you know, racism, I don't know, so, 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 to that point. You know, so maybe there's some guys who are like, man, Didier, why do you bring this soldier and back into this, this team? So, but I mean, Fran no, 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 France looked like a tough team to beat. It's just that it's surely it can't be, it's, it can't be that easy where they'll just do 2018 all over again and they'll just win every oh, game. It can't it can be that easy. I don't think it will, but it can't. Um, what was I going to say? One Pogba, ridiculous. Mm. Mbappe, I don't know how he does it, but I you understand he's fast, and everybody knows he's fast, mm. and it shouldn't surprise you that if you know it and you understand it, that that is what's going to happen. But every time he puts the jets on, mm. and he just, I. I I don't know. He, there was one time in the first half where he like he's probably not going to get the ball, and then he goes yeah, crazy, and he gets it crazy. Hummels. And then in the second half, he was with Hummels. Now Hummels makes him look faster because Hummels is just slow, but it's like he he knows he can put it past you because he understands his pace, so he can just like he can hit it and go, but then the knowledge of knowing, okay, I'm going to get past him. And then he took a touch on the inside of Hummels to try to clear him out. That way he couldn't come through his back 
but Hummels, I don't know if that was a penalty. I don't know how I feel about that one. Like he did touch him, but he the, the tackle was good enough to where I'm fine with it. You know, like if it was called a penalty, it probably stays a penalty. Mm. But it wasn't, so it isn't. So, but yeah, Mbappe was impressive. I don't think Conte had much to do. I was surprised Deschamps didn't make any substitutions until like the 89th, 88th minute or something. Yeah, like he he, he kept to the same for long. Like, wait, wait, wait. See, I know why. I, I know why he did it. But here's he the wants thing, to though. keep as many players fresh for a changing squad against Hungary because he's On- he's gonna want a fresher squad against Portugal. I want to shout out so. on this on this on disputed. I think he might be onto something. I think I think there might be like a white quarter because I remember way back when when the, I think the, bad, there was a time when like there were like eight or nine blacks in the French team, <laughs> and Jean Marie Le Pen was like sacre bleu. This is this is this this, this this is this is terrible. Where are all these where are all these blacks in the team? Where 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 are my where are my white homeboys? And maybe look obviously this is like a conspiracy theory, but maybe it's like a thing of where no we need at least a few whites in the team i'm like but i think that's like, okay even if you move rabbi and replace him with usman dembele or lamar you've got loris you've got pava you've got hernandez you've got griezmann that's all right <laughs> you know like, oh, that's all right you know that's all well, that's the, well, the, the, the real confusion is okay what happens when loris goes jeruz he's not going to be around much longer if a new manager comes in, you really think they're going to play Pavar as a fullback? Maybe, but okay. Over the options that exist, Hernandez is cool. Who's the other one? Who am I missing? Rabio, Rabio. Um, any quick words on Copa America? Chile, Chile may be Argentina's bogey team. Um, this has only been hosted because Bolsonaro <laughs> believes that COVID is a hoax, so he's doing this for political points. Um and Neymar bets best not or rather Rafaela's brother best not leave Brazil if he doesn't bring back the Copa America. Um look, there's a lot of sports going on right now. So we have Euros, Copa America, NBA playoffs. Mm. It's a lot. I watched um the Brazil game. I missed the Argentina Chile game. I watched the highlights. Great messy free kick, but Chile are just their bogey team, I guess. Mm. There's just, you know, there's teams that you struggle against, and I guess that's the one. This has been Talking Tactics. Thank you guys for listening. Um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Talking Tactics. Have hope where can people find you? Halfoffootballhot.com, baby. Yeah, remember to check out the Patreon. All the links are in the description, guys. Yes, so, all right, we will see you guys at the end of round two or groups. Day. How, how would you say it? Match day two? Match day two. Sometimes funny. Sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. Peace. (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network.